Welcome to Up Close and Empowered with host Sana Johns. Over the next hour, you'll hear from Sana and her guests on how you can become more empowered through life's most challenging situations. Sana's journey through her own transformation has inspired her to awaken you to your divine power. Welcome back to Up Close and Empowered this week, and we're starting out the new year. I am so excited. Uh, it's been very momentous lately, like lots going on, and I hope that all of you are feeling the the really great energy out there. Uh, welcome to the show again, everybody. I appreciate your listening in, and we're, we're going to talk today about setting boundaries, and I thought this would be a great first show starting out the year, because let's face it. You know, boundaries are not something that we're raised with. We don't, we're not taught boundaries. And most of us are raised with just, you know, people pleasing and allowing things to just pass and not speak up. And then over time that can kind of build up. And we'll talk about that today, but it's not really something that we know a lot about. So we tend to learn more about boundaries as we mature and we go through certain situations that are uncomfortable. And then we learn the power in setting boundaries. But in some cases, it's not always that easy. But that's why I'm thrilled to have back today Robin Brackenridge, who is a, a friend and kindred, kindred spirit. And we have a lot in common and she's just great. I'm so happy to have her on the show. She's a life and relationship coach. She's excellent when it comes to boundaries. And she was on my very first show. So for those of you that listened to my very first Up Close and Empowered kickoff show, she was my first guest. And it was a great show. In fact, it was one of the most downloaded shows. So if you haven't listened to that, you may want to go back and listen to that episode. She's going to cover a little bit of what she covered in the first show, but we're going to try to take it to another level today. So Robin is, like I said, a life and relationship coach. She has a passion for empowering individuals to enhance their professional and personal relationship, her relationships. Her background is in behavioral education, and she has been coaching for nearly 10 years. You know, setting boundaries is like creating a map, like a roadmap. It's the roadmap to our, our peace, our joy. And I... I am very big on boundaries when it comes to empowerment, and I feel like it's one of the first things that we really need to do to start self-care, self-love, and to really start to feel strong within, and I'm sure that Robin would agree. So I want to welcome Robin Brackenridge back to the show. Hi, Robin. Happy New Year. Thanks for being I'm here. I'm back. We're back. <laughs> How are you Thank doing? Thank you. I'm doing great. I'm so excited to be back. I, I think you're my first goal that I manifested in 2024 because I was listening back to the previous show and and you asked me what some of my aspirations were in my career. And I said, I'd love to come back on the show. So here we are. Yes. I love it. I love it. Hey, we might do a, a, a third round as well. But you know, as you know, we need to go a little deeper each time. And sometimes there's a lot of variables. In fact, I want to kind of preface that as we start the show today, that you know, depending on the person, the relationship that they're in, whether it's with families, friends, you know, family, friends, partners, whatever it may be, uh, it's there's a lot of variables. So a lot of what we're going to talk about today, because we are going to dive a little deeper into some of the tangible things that we can remember and we can do to take action and setting a boundary for ourselves. But again, there are some variables. So this is going to be more in a general sense, but I am really confident that you are going to get some really helpful information that is going to help empower you moving into 2024. So we can just add this to one of the things that we want to really refine in the new year. So with that, I 
you know, Robin, it'd be great for you to maybe just give a little bit of a background on you and, sure. you know, how you got to where you are, why you like what you do and how it's transformed your life. What are some of the benefits that people can realize when working on yourself, building a relationship to self and learning healthy boundaries? Sure. Well, I think you covered a lot in the intro. So I, the one thing I always like to highlight is, you know, I have certifications and degrees and lots of things that qualify me to do this work, but what's qualified me the most to do this work is my life experience. Like I kind of ruin it when I go and speak about boundaries by telling people I'm not an expert because I'm really good at this. I'm an expert because it's been a very challenging thing for me. So I understand it from you know, everyone's perspective, the boundaries are not easy. And they, I, I personally haven't hit the finish line yet. Like this is something that we work on throughout our life. So my background that kind of led me here was I, you know, probably like a lot of people listening had a, a, some patterns of behavior that just really were not working. They were not helping me build the relationship and the life that I wanted to have. And some of those were, you know, I was a grade A people pleaser and I struggled with rejection and not being able to manage fear and guilt and shame. And I had a really big, not enough wound that I walked around the world with. Um, I tolerated bad behavior from other people. I struggled with codependency. I was really good at being nice and agreeable, but I did not know how to advocate for myself how to act in loving ways towards myself and how to protect myself. So ultimately, I had, you know, very little boundaries that I was operating with in the world and it caused a lot of suffering in my life and you know, creating or or you know, along my path I was able to find the right people and the right tools and um and applying that to my life allowed me to shine that light for other people. And so now I've held the space for, you know, probably thousands of people directly or indirectly. And along that path, I met you, which I'm so grateful for. And and now here we are kind of combining our light to shine that path for other people to step into. So boundary work has for sure, you know, probably been one of the most impactful things to me living a healthy life now. And, and it's ongoing, like we're going to talk about today, I'm going to share some practices, um, boundary practices that I'm still working on today. Right. And, and what was the, what was the main thing that got you to really start listening to yourself though? What was the pivotal time mm. when you knew that, you know what, something has to change and I really need to start advocating for myself? Yeah. For me, it was more of a bottom. Some people don't have to hit a bottom that hard for me. It was just like, I got to a place where I could not continue on the way that I was going. I felt very isolated in my relationships. I did. I felt out of my integrity in the way that I showed up in relationships. And I just hit a place where like I could not continue. Now that's not true for everybody. I'm sure some people can relate to that. But there's a lot of people I work with that are just like, hey, I'm super irritated or, or I feel really uh, like I'm carrying a lot of resentment at work or in my relationships. And that's enough of a nudge to say, hey, we got to, we got to try a different approach. Right. Cause it's, it's self-betrayal in a way. I mean, if we're not listening to what, you know, our body's telling us, or if we're being uh, resentful in any way, it's, you know, it's really about tuning in and yeah, so that makes a lot of sense. Well, let's talk about some of the concepts of boundaries. I know you wanted to take 
the, our guests through, you know, some of the, the things that identify, you know, where we need boundaries, when to set them, the importance of them, things like that. So take us through some of that so we can give everybody like a little bit of a scope on the background of boundaries, and then we can dive sure. into some real live stories okay. <laughs> and tangible well, I, responses. <laughs> yeah. I invite everyone to download this episode because I think it would be a really great one to rewind back. I think we're you're going to get a little bit of life coaching in this episode and there'll probably be some spots that you want to rewind back to. And I'm going to give some invitations because that's what I do with my clients. So before I even start kind of the, the overview of boundaries, I want to give everybody an invitation. I'm going to let you guys in on two of my new year's practices because it is the new year. So it's like a great time to bring this energy in. And one of my practices for the new year is setting a word, like an intentional word for the new year. Um, most of the time I set more than one. So there's no rules. You almost you, you need two. Set, you yeah, almost you need two. More. I need two. <laughs> yeah, let's all set two. But but I have an invitation that everybody adds the word boundaries to their word mm. for, for this upcoming year, because I promise you, if that is something that you give more energy and attention to than you are currently doing now, your life will improve. So right. our show today is about enhancing your boundaries. And just like you said earlier, boundaries are individualized and they're nuanced AF. So I could only give you so much. Sometimes I struggle coming on shows because it's like, oh, if I could only get every detail and in the individualized story, it can really help. So keep in mind that like today, you should be able to walk out of this, this little radio segment, being able to walk into a place of support, knowing what you need in one area of your life. So where right. we'll start is we'll just start by going over what are boundaries. And of course, like there's a lot of like really great self-help help concepts that we're like, oh, I know what boundaries are, but do we really like define them? So I'm going to make it really simplified and give you guys a couple definitions. One, boundaries are your own personal borders so that you know what types of behavior, communication, and interactions are acceptable. Period. Okay. So give Next. us give us an example of that. Well, so, you know, boundaries are going to, knowing what, what type of behaviors are safe, what type of communications are aligned with you, and what type of other people's behavior is acceptable, game changer. Right. A lot of times we're walking around in life defensively versus offensively. When we when we have intentions of like, hey, I know my own limitations. That's something I share with my clients. Like knowing your own limitations is a superpower. Like I am allergic mm -hmm. to critical people. It doesn't mean they're bad or wrong. I'm just allergic. I have a reaction to that. I have to know that to be able to protect myself and set right. my own limits and boundaries when I'm interacting with people like that. Because unfortunately, when I got healthier, not everybody else got healthier with me. Right. And then what happened when you started stepping up your boundaries? <laughs> well, very interesting things. Like people started pushing back. Some people got angry. And then the most beautiful miracle of it all, some people started adjusting. Yeah. And I was learning, teaching them learning in a really too. loving way. Hey, this is what works for me. Yeah. No, that's so great. Common and people also people also see when people are setting a boundary, it, it's actually admirable, I think. You know, when yeah. somebody has the self-respect and knows their limits to set a boundary. And I think it's important too, Robin, to let everyone know that, you know, boundaries doesn't mean that we have to be 
like rude or anything that this is no. totally something that we can do out of kindness and caring and firmness and love, right? Yeah, I think we when we talk about how to communicate them, we'll we'll touch on that, but you know, there's a common misconception that boundaries are selfish or or that they're rude um or that they're like walls and and I wanted to you know distinguish boundaries are not walls those are two different things boundaries are a bridge and although in the beginning mm -hmm. of boundary work that can feel a little wonky boundaries are a bridge that allows you to both connect yourself in a relationship and protect yourself right. not to bring in a lot of other information but attachment styles when, you know, which are really our response to some of the traumatic things that we've experienced, usually we kind of shift into either or. We'll go into like really focusing on a connection or really focusing on protecting ourselves. And boundaries let us do both. Right. And we are going to, I just need to deflect for a minute since you yeah. brought up attachment styles, because I think it's important that we are going to be covering attachment styles with an expert in that Great. field on February 1st. I believe it's... I, I'm not positive of the date, but it's the first week in February. So for those of you that really want to hone in on attachment styles, that will be a great show to tune in on. So thanks, Robin. And I <laughs> highly encourage that one. And I will tune in myself. I'm a big fan. I think that's just another really great piece of information to carry with you in this life. So one last one comes from, uh, her name is Terry Cole, and she wrote a book called uh, Boundary Boss, which is a great book if anybody's interested in learning more about boundaries. And, and her... Uh, definition of boundaries is that they are your own personal rules of engagement. And I liked that. I thought that mm -hmm. was really simplified and easy. I like that too. I like that too. And people have a tough time respecting your boundaries sometimes, but you know, you you have to you have to do it because if you don't, then you just end up getting upset with yourself. If you don't, if you yeah. know you should have set, set a boundary and you don't, then you just get upset with yourself and then you feel uneasy and it stays with you. And it's about protecting, protecting the energy, right? Protecting our, like not engaging. That's right. I think that they are the, the way to shift out of self-abandonment and self-neglect. We, we need us. We, we need what we didn't get growing up. And one of those things is protection. It's a really important part of having a secure nervous system. 100%. Yeah. So, so what we'll cover today now that we've got boundaries, you know, under our belt, what, what they are. And remember, boundaries are really in a simplified way, just a way to keep yourself safe because that's our job. It's no one else's job. That's ours. Mm -hmm. So the formula that I want to teach everybody today on the call is like, because we got some feedback from the last episode of like, okay, but how? Right, right. So right. we really wanted to show up in the house. So here's the formula and we'll kind of go through it a little bit on the show and we'll take some examples. <clears throat> but the formula is one, you need to identify, you need to know where you need to have a boundary. Two, you need to establish the boundary. Okay. How does this look like? What does this look like in an action? Then we need to communicate it. And then there's a little caveat to that. Sometimes we are communicating it to someone else and sometimes we're not. Sometimes it's an internal boundary and we're communicating it to ourselves. And then the last step in the formula is to integrate or enforce that boundary. Somebody's got to back that boundary up. Okay. Okay. So I know we have a, a break coming up soon. Yeah. And, and let's, I think we have uh, another minute or so. So well, let's talk about this real quick before we go into that break. So. 
if someone isn't setting a boundaries, how are they going to feel? What are some of the things that you've encountered with some of your clients that they feel when they're not setting a boundary so that we're real clear on what people can be in touch with? I think that anything in the family of anger, pissed off, frustrated, resentful, I think that anger is is something I cannot teach people about boundaries without teaching them that anger is the alarm. It's the alert. And when I talk yeah. about communicating it, so I'll, I'll, I'll speak about it a little bit later, but it's the alert that you need a boundary. It's an, it's an alert that you need mm-hmm. to get curious as to where a boundary has been crossed, but it is not an invitation to deliver the boundary from. If we're really angry and we deliver a boundary, that's where boundaries gets a bad rap because people are like, geez, you know, can you please not move this? Is an angry response. That's not an invitational question. So we want to make sure that like our approach is going to be better received because when we come across very angry, it's just natural for people to put their shield or defenses up and we are less right. likely for that boundary to be heard. Right. And and what about when we we actually think that we're angry at the person because we're a lot of times we're angry at ourselves for not setting the boundary. I mean, that happens yeah. all the time. People like to blame others instead of looking at the fact that they had an opportunity to set a limit. So I think that's really important. So I want to put out there for those of you that would like to call in, if you have a question for Robin, uh, you can call in at 888-346-9141 right on the show. So that number again is 888-346-9141. And we'll take your question. We're also going to be going through a few questions that were emailed to me and also direct mailed to me. So we'll talk about some specific scenarios and then right after the break, Robin is going to dive in a little bit deeper in learning a little bit more about boundaries and where do we start? Where do we begin? We'll be back right after this break. Follow Voice America at Facebook.com forward slash Voice America for juicy updates from your favorite radio shows and podcasts. Are you ready to awaken your true power? Become more confident and self-assured to take on life's challenges? As an empowerment coach, Sana offers an eight-week transformational program for those who are ready to step into their authenticity, stop people-pleasing, and live a life of more love, vibrancy, and inner peace. Discover your inner power, learn to love yourself, and experience more connection and fulfillment to thrive in all areas of your life. Book a complimentary call at www.saunalife.com to find out how. Voice America programs are now available on your favorite connected device, including Amazon, Alexa, and Google Home. Through streams with Apple Podcasts, TuneIn, and iHeartRadio, listening to your favorite show is as easy as saying the show name followed by the word podcast. Hey, Alexa, play Finding Your Frequency podcast. If that doesn't work, try adding on TuneIn or on iHeartRadio or on Apple Podcasts. If you're in leadership or a business owner, it's important to show your team that you care by providing healthy ways to help them stay happy, motivated, and to avoid burnout because their well-being directly impacts their productivity and ultimately profitability. 
Book Sana to speak or do a powerful interactive workshop to help your team shift from stress, chaos, and disconnection to handling the day's challenges with more ease, clarity, and direction. Her strengths are navigating through difficult situations and creating a positive environment so everyone can thrive. Find out more at SanaLife.com. Welcome back to Up Close and Empowered with Sana Johns. Have a question for Sana or her guests? Join us on the show at 888-346-9141. That's 888-346-9141. Now back to the show. Hi, everybody. Welcome back from the break. We were talking to Robin Breckenridge today on life and relationships, and we're talking specifically on boundaries. So uh, we may be taking a few calls in the moment, hopefully, or a few moments. But for now, we're going to have Robin uh, pick up where she left off on, you know, what next and what is next on our list for boundaries. Okay. Rubber meets the road. Ready? So I'm going to let you guys in on my second practice for the new year, because I know this is Elevate Your Boundaries in 2024. And typically I have a practice every year where I write out a list and I say, what do I want in this year? And last year was was a pretty full year, 2023 for me. So when I went to write the list, I went, oh goodness, I don't think I can have one more, <laughs> one more thing. I actually think I need to make space. So it came, I had this idea to write out what I don't want mm -hmm. and specifically what I want to stop doing. And so here we are now, we're talking about boundaries. And, and when I told you guys about the formula, the first part of that formula was to identify. Okay, so I want everybody, including you, Sana, right now to think of one thing that you want to stop doing in 2024. And I'll give you an example. The first thing that came to mind for me was I want to stop over committing. Mm -hmm. I, so, I bet a lot of people can relate to that one. Yeah, Sana, what what's yours? Does anything come to mind? Well, geez, we only have what about a half hour left. Uh, <laughs> I know I have to pick one. I mean, I guess the first thing would be organizational boundaries. Like, really, mm -hmm. I need to get a little bit more organized because I tend to have these bursts of momentum going on and opportunities and things will come up all at once, and I like ah, like I get excited and and mm -hmm. and I'm really, but it's it's organizing it where I don't get overwhelmed. So I think that that would be it, organizational boundaries. Okay. All right. Yeah. So everybody just think of one thing you want to stop doing. And then we go to that next step in the formula where we establish, okay? Because it's one thing to, to know a boundary. It's a whole nother thing to actually go, how do I put that into my life via action? So when I asked myself, what do I want to stop doing? And I said, I want to stop over committing. Then I had to ask myself, what actions do I need to take in order to stop overcommitting, which is boundaries with myself? So some ideas that came up for me was that I needed to give myself an extra hour in the morning and not take any clients and really use that hour to ground into myself. Another action that came to mind was what I call the 24-hour rule. And this is applicable to so many different things, but I decided to tell myself as a boundary that I cannot say yes to something until I've given it 24 hours to process. And within that, I want to really check in with myself. Is this the next kindest choice for me if I say yes? Because, Sana, I'm sure you can um, you know, relate. Like, I love doing this work. <laughs> I want right. to help 
everybody in this work, but I have only so much time in order to have a balanced life. So I really have to go, is this the next kindest choice for me? And then the second part, is this an authentic yes? Yeah, that's a good one. Is this a hell yes? Yeah. Okay. Because we can all put this boundary in for 2024. If it's not a hell yes, it's a no. Right. I, I agree with waiting as well. I do the same thing. I even do that with some texts and emails. I really take my time if I'm really not mm-hmm. sure on wanting, you know, how I want to respond, or maybe I don't want the interaction right away and I really need to sit with the thought, I will wait. So I like that. I like that really thinking it through before responding. Great. So I want everybody to think of one action that you could take to stop doing the thing that you want to stop doing in 2024. And if you don't know what, that's a great place to reach out to another place of support. And hopefully at the end of this call, you're going to go, I know exactly what I want to stop. Uh, You can consider what's getting in the way of me stopping it. Gosh, am I people pleasing? Or um, I'm afraid of losing the relationship. And then we want action steps. So you could walk right into a coach or therapist and say, hey, this is exactly the feedback I'm looking to get. Yeah, right there. no, those that's that's good information for sure. Okay. So there we've identified the boundary that you want to have with yourself or with other people, depending on what it is. We've established what you need to do in order to set that boundary into action in your life. And now we want to look at communication. The hardest part of setting boundaries, right? It's like, okay, I know I want to stop this, but how? And that's the part that gets very nuanced and individualized because we all have different um, activators when it comes. Some of us are, you know, conflict avoidant. Some of us are afraid of rejection. Some of us are um, too busy managing the other person's reaction. But communication is a really important step in setting a boundary. What do you think? I agree 100%. I I agree 100%. It's just very individualized, but I think that uh, there are some basic rules that we can, you know, we can give some info out that can help people. But I think that, you know, the more that you dig in and you find, you know, your attachment style and you do a little bit more of the inner work, then you can see where you really need to be more careful or more cautious Mm -hmm. in setting a boundary. I shouldn't say careful, but more cautious in how you set that boundary. And and I feel like it's baby steps, don't you, uh, Robin? Like. You know, when you're not used to setting boundaries, it it just seems to make sense that even if we set a few baby boundaries and just see how that feels, like, Absolutely. and it feels so good. Like I see people that feel amazing that I start to work with just from setting boundaries in the first few weeks, like even little boundaries. So it's so empowering. Oh, baby steps are big steps. This is really big work. I think that this is, you know, part of a collective shift that we're all in kind of back to self-love and out of, you know, toxic patterns in relationships. So it's a big deal just to take a baby step. Even if the baby step today is I'm just going to identify, like we were talking over the break. Sometimes we don't even know that we're carrying resentment because resentment has been a feeling we've experienced so often in our life. But maybe this episode just has you pause and go, hold on. Actually, I roll my eyes a lot when I'm around this particular person. Maybe I'm angry. Maybe I'm frustrated. So baby steps are big steps, but the communication piece is the individualized nuanced piece. So I wanted to give some tips and then I thought we could bring some some callers or some stories in and maybe give some specific examples of how to communicate. But a few really great tips for communicating your boundaries is one, to embrace awkwardness. 
that was one no one warned me about. Like I really felt uncomfortable and awkwardness when other people felt awkward, when I felt awkward. So learning to breathe and one really great technique for that is just an internal dialogue. Like, hey, it's okay. You don't have to abandon yourself here. It's okay that the other person is feeling awkward by what I just said. I'm staying with myself. But knowing that boundaries can be very awkward. Mm-hmm. And uncomfortable. <laughs> and uncomfortable. And and probably like if they're super comfortable, you might not be doing it in, in the most effective way. But I don't want to deter people. In the beginning of my boundary work, it was it was a lot of work. And now it's not as much work or it's a different form of work. Right. But embracing awkwardness is just something I always want people to know. Like it's a part, it's a part of the process. The other is that boundaries start with I statements. When we start to deliver our truth or a boundary saying you, you need to stop doing A, B, and C. Again, mm-hmm. someone is going to put a defense up to that. So yeah, it is attacked. a right. It is a much better approach to start with an I. <clears throat> so an example of that would be instead of like you need to stop talking about my weight. A more effective way to communicate that would be I feel uncomfortable when you bring up my weight. The next time that happens, I'm going to hang up the phone. I'm going to leave the conversation. Period. Yeah. Okay. Same exact statement, but the energy is more empowered. And it's coming from your lens and on our side of the fence. Okay. The next one is that you don't have to over-explain a boundary. I wish I knew that in the beginning because I was like, wait, I, yeah, I can say no. And then I would, you know, get an invitation for something. And I would say, I'm really sorry. My son has a game at 345. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) And I realized, wait, I could just say, hey, thanks so much for the invite. We're not going to be able to make it. Right. Exactly. I think, you know, people do go on a little bit too much with explaining. It's always a little bit of a red flag anyway, when people are getting into too much detail. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) Well, guilt will have you do that. Yeah. Yeah. You know, not being in touch with your worth will have you do that. Gosh, I don't want to disappoint someone. So I have to make sure they know. And it's okay. It's okay to just say, I I can't make it, or that's going to be a no for me. So we don't have to over-explain. And then I I say this often to my clients, boundaries are not questions, they're statements. Like in the beginning of most people's boundary work, you might catch yourself going, you know, that doesn't really work for me. Is that, is that okay? Is is it okay if maybe I come a little later? Like, nope, you don't have to ask them for permission. We boundaries don't need consent from the other party. They're a statement. I'm I'm going to be 45 minutes late to that event. If that throws you off, then I understand and I won't come. Yep. Yep. Just be very clear. And then what we talked about earlier, like use anger to your advantage. Anger is an alert. Now, Mm -hmm. anger in its negative form is rage. We don't want anybody out there raging. If you have a lot of rage, please go talk to your therapist, get a place of support to work it out. But anger in its positive form is that it's the most motivating energy on the planet. Mm-hmm. Nothing motivates it. you more, you know, that will, it will say, Hey dude, I'm out. We're, I'm breaking up with you. I can't right. take this job anymore. So use the anger as an alert. And like I said earlier, get curious when the anger is up, I will guarantee you there is a place for you to insert a boundary. And right. sometimes, you know, I have to always be clear, like a lot of boundary work is boundary boundaries with ourselves. 
Definitely, definitely. I mean, people struggle with the guilt of doing things for themselves and they're running all over, they're being pulled in different directions. And then the last thing they're doing is taking care of themselves. And that is a boundary as well. It's a personal right. boundary within yourself. That's right. And I'll tell you my, my, you know, what I wanted to stop doing this year is a boundary with myself. Like I can't be like, Hey, everyone stop asking me to do things. <laughs> I have yeah. to say, Hey girl, we got to put some parameters in here. So, so those are some tips that you can consider when you are approaching communicating a boundary. And then, you know, just like I was just saying, boundaries are either internal or they're invitational. There are some people out there that are not well enough to receive your boundary and it will mm -hmm. cause more conflict in your life to communicate it. Okay. Right. I, some people come to me and they say, I just really want to tell my dad, blah, blah, blah. And I say, Hey, save yourself the grief and go bang your head against the wall. Because mm -hmm. that's the equivalent of what's going to happen. He can't receive that. Right. No, that's really important. People. That's really important. And I want to talk about that for a minute because people... Once we do start to set boundaries and be an advocate for ourselves, people can resist. And I know that that is partially some of the questions that we'll be talking about in a minute, but I think that's pretty general that a lot of people uh, experience that where they get a pushback or people yeah. even step up their anger. And, you know, sometimes it's really hard because you have somebody that's really trying to work on their boundaries, really in the healing mode, doing the inner work, setting the boundaries for themselves. And then they start to implement these boundaries and they get this pushback. I mean, and so what yeah. would you, what would you say to someone that's going through that, Robin? Ooh, I think that um, you will know who the boundary pushers are in your life when you start to have boundaries. And I think again, you know, not to be a broken record, having some support in that is probably helpful. Like I teach mm -hmm. my clients a system of how to show up in different ways to different people based off their level of safety for you. But there's one, one fact in this life that I don't like at all, but it's true. And, and the fact is that we are powerless over other people's behavior. I don't That's like for it. Sure. That's for sure. <laughs> I definitely I tried. <laughs> I tried my best when I was younger to, to like make yeah. that not a true statement. It's very true. So boundaries, you know, they're not an invitation for people to change, right? They're right. an invitation for you to keep yourself safe. And here's the truth. People either say, hey, I, yes, I can come to the party or I can't, or I won't. Right. And when right. you have a consistent boundary pusher in your life, they're saying, no, mm -hmm. no, mm -hmm. I will not allow you to have boundaries. And then we need to really adjust the way that you show up in, in that relationship. Yeah, no, I agree. I agree. And I think one of the, the things, one of the ways that a lot of the people that I know that I work with, uh, they struggle, even friends, you know, they struggle with the energy, like, you know, with people or a certain place, like, you know, they can, they can feel the kind of the energy in the place, like if it's a stress energy or, you know, it's just not resonating with their body. And you and I have talked about that a lot, yeah. like really tuning into your body, you know, what is it telling you? How are you feeling? And then kind of going through a self-check. So what, how do you guide your clients who are a little bit more sensitive to energy? Mm. I think that people that are sensitive to energy need boundaries more than anybody because we are taking in lots of things and we are, we need to, you know, protect ourselves just, you know, as much as anybody else. So I think anybody who, um, who's who is empathic we just have to know our bandwidth we have to we have to be 
uh, living and residing in our body enough to know the signals. Because, you know, I, I teach this to my clients. Like there's been people in my life that were nice and mm. I didn't have an issue with them. But when I was around them, I just felt off, you know? So, so right. one tool, right. which is such a wonderful tool in relationships is getting curious. Like, okay, what about that person's energy mm-hmm. doesn't feel safe? And you know what? You'll come up with an answer. I mean, usually I'll come up, I'll go, gosh, they look me up and down when I come in the room and I, I already feel like a power dynamic or I feel critical energy, but they haven't said anything to me. Right. Right. No. Yeah. And energy doesn't lie and never lies. For sure. For sure. Yeah. No, I think that that a lot of people just, they really have to get really solid in themselves and grounded and, you know, know that they're going to go into that situation, know themselves, the better they know themselves, the more they can handle the situation. That's what I, that's what I think. And I also think just knowing your bandwidth Mm -hmm. is really important. Like if, if you're stressed out because you're an empath or you have a lot going on or you're overwhelmed and you're going into a situation that might be activating, it's okay to own that bandwidth. Gosh, I just don't have the bandwidth for that. Right. Or for that person or that conversation. Yeah. So it's honoring yourself for sure. Yep. And your energy. So we are going to be taking another break in another minute here, but we have a few more things that we're going to go through and we're going to start taking some scenarios because I have some people that wrote in and I know that some of you listening will be able to relate to these type scenarios. I have three specifically. I don't know if you're bringing any uh, in Robin as well, but I'm sure we'll be able to elaborate on this. And again, I think a lot of people will be able to relate. So um, again, I'm going to put the number out there. If anybody wants to call in, we still have some time before the end of the show. It's 888-346-9141. And as Robin mentioned, maybe listen to the very first show that we did together because it's more of an introductory, but it was really good. It was a great show. This is just getting a little bit deeper into what boundaries are about and how to, how to work with them, how to take Mm -hmm. action. And I know that we're going to talk about uh, some unsolicited advice boundaries too, because that's one that a lot of people struggle with is just a nice way. And we can, we can answer that after the break, but you know, what happens when people give us unsolicited advice or they keep like pressuring or like, you know, they're, they have strong personalities and they kind of keep coming at us. This is something that I know a lot of people have a hard time with because that energy again is, is really powerful and they don't know how to like, whoa, like, how do I handle it? So let's answer that right after the break. Uh, we will be back in just a few minutes and we will wrap up this this session of uh, boundaries, elevating boundaries in 2024. And this is going to be a great year. Like I just, I don't know. I think all the seeds that we planted are going to be harvested this year. That's are you right. with me? Are you with I'm me? I'm with you. Yeah. Hallelujah. <laughs> okay. All right. So we will be right back after this short break. Voice America is on LinkedIn. Connect with us today. If you're in leadership or a business owner, it's important to show your team that you care by providing healthy ways to help them stay happy, motivated, and to avoid burnout because their well-being directly impacts their productivity and ultimately profitability. Book Sana to speak or do a powerful interactive workshop to help your team shift from stress, chaos, and disconnection to handling the day's challenges with more ease, clarity, and direction. Her strengths are navigating through difficult situations and creating a positive environment so everyone can thrive. 
Find out more at saunalife.com. Have you become a member yet? Sign up now to become a member of Voice America. It's always free and easy. Plus, you get to take advantage of some great member benefits. Get unlimited access to millions of hours of on-demand content across all of our channels. Keep track of your favorite episodes, shows, and hosts in your own customizable library. Find out what shows you might be interested in based on your favorites. Plus, you get insider access with our newsletter. Membership gives you more. Sign up at voiceamerica.com and click register at the top right. Are you ready to awaken your true power? Become more confident and self-assured to take on life's challenges? As an empowerment coach, Sana offers an eight-week transformational program for those who are ready to step into their authenticity, stop people-pleasing, and live a life of more love, vibrancy, and inner peace. Discover your inner power, learn to love yourself, and experience more connection and fulfillment to thrive in all areas of your life. Book a complimentary call at www.saunalife.com to find out how. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com Welcome back to Up Close and Empowered with Sana Johns. Have a question for Sana or her guests? Join us on the show at 888-346-9141. That's 888-346-9141. Now back to the show. Hey, welcome back, everybody. So we are on a roll now, and we have to condense a lot before the end of the show, but we have some really great information that we're going to talk about regarding boundaries. And right before the break, I had asked Robin about, <laughs> you know, what do you do when people give you unsolicited advice or, you know, they're pressuring you in some way to like come visit or, you know, they don't want to take no for an answer and they want to just give you their input. What do you do in that type of situation? Okay. Well, first of all, no one likes unsolicited advice. So it's a really great practice. And this would be for us that when you are giving someone your opinion, feedback to ask if they're looking for it, Hey, are you looking for feedback on this? Are you looking for my opinion on mm -hmm. this? Mm -hmm. And allow them to say no. A lot of times people just want, you know, a sounding board. They just want to be heard. So when I started realizing the unsolicited advice in my life and how much I didn't like it, I started really being aware of how many times I said you need to, to someone in my life without asking first. So that's yeah. a really great practice. Or even when you're you know, you have something that you want to process with a friend saying, hey, I got something really going on here. Do you have some time for me to process it? But asking first is really important. But a yeah. great boundary for you to have with someone who is giving you unsolicited advice, because we, you know, we always want to kind of bring empathy in. I know that like anger is going to be there to be like, oh, this person, but we want to bring empathy in because we're all kind people in our integrity. But a great um, boundary for that would just be like, hey, I, I know you're trying to be helpful because I think that's what people are trying to do. And most mm -hmm, of us are struggling mm -hmm. with codependency and it's very hard to see people we love struggle, you know. So just acknowledge that. I know you're trying to be helpful and I appreciate that. However, I'm not looking for advice right now. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. what would be really helpful is if blank, if you just listened. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. 
or sometimes it, I just waited say, thank until you. I asked. So yeah. what, what do you think about that? Like, I might just say, well, thanks. Thanks for your, that's interesting. Thanks for your feedback or just thank you. Like just to kind of like neutralize it. Like, yeah, I, I think that that works too. Or what, there's what are so many, appro- I mean, there's, there's like a spectrum of approaches when it comes to boundaries. Sometimes we can, like, mm-hmm. I, I call it dropping the ball of bad behavior. Like you can drop the ball, you can throw it back at someone, you know, or you can hang on to it and hold on to it for the rest of the day. Sometimes we do that. But I think what you're describing, it's kind of like dropping the ball, like, cool, great. And then not engaging with it. But if it's something that we feel like we need to address or it's a habitual Mm -hmm. thing, then you can, you can name it and say, Hey, I know you're trying to be helpful, but this is actually what I'm looking for as far as. Yeah. Cause if somebody has a really strong personality and they're like really you know, just really pushing, then you you really kind of have to say that for sure. Yeah. And then if it yeah. continues after you try to assert the boundary, then that would be someone that if you do not want unsolicited advice on something, don't bring anything mm-hmm. that you don't want unsolicited advice up around. Right. Okay. Well, I know you wanted to wrap up a couple of the last items yeah. for yeah. this whole process, this formula you have, and then we're going to get into some real live situations. Yes. And really quickly, I wanted to answer, because I, I think you asked me two different questions. Like, what about the people that are persistent and maybe someone that's saying, Hey, want to come out for this concert mm-hmm. on this day or drinks? And you say, hey, no, thanks. And they keep at it. Um, I, I have a little uh, approach that I use because usually when, when you say like, Hey, I'm really working on improving myself, you typically don't get too much feedback. Now, trust me, there's definitely people out there that will do that. But this is more of a boundary around time and energy. Mm -hmm. So this is something that I might say to someone who's like relentlessly asking me to go out or not accepting my no is like, hey, I'm really working on respecting my capacity right now. And I don't have the bandwidth for that. Right. Thank you so much for understanding and and grateful Mm -hmm. for the invite. Mm -hmm. Yep. I like it. I like it. All right. Well, let's get into some of these questions. So I had Matt from Lake Orion send me a note and this is someone who struggles to set boundaries. He's actually getting better. He says he's on the healing journey. He's doing his inner work. I mean, he's really doing a lot of work on himself right now. Pardon me? Go Matt. Yeah. Yeah. I know. Good for him. And they, he's recently been in a, in a relationship. They broke up, they were together several years and they have parted. And for some reason, his ex continues to just keep texting him and Mm. finding ways to reach out to him for whatever reason, like you left this at my house or what are you doing? Or he'll be away on a fishing trip and, you know, his ex will send him a note and say, well, are you dating? And like really intrusive questions. I mean, here we are, we have a couple that broke up Mm -hmm. and he's actually tried to set some boundaries with her, but she's not listening. What does Matt do? Like, what yeah. are some things that maybe he could try to to kind of get through this kind of a situation? Because it's ongoing. It just, sure. it's continuing. Yeah. Um, I think you asked me even before we got on kind of like, what was my thoughts around remaining friends in a breakup? I, I, I think that every breakup requires a period of grieving and readjustment. Um, so I think that we have to be honest that like when we're in that that transition out of being in a relationship, are we really quote unquote friends? You know, like right, probably sure. not yet. Like maybe down the road, but we have both people have to go through that grieving process. So I am a fan of that no contact category um, for a period of healing. Because what right. what's happening with Matt is, and, and this doesn't mean anybody's bad. We can be really well intended, but sometimes we take people hostage in our emotional experiences. And it sounds like she is having a hard time grieving the relationship and she's actually grabbing onto him and kind of keeping him hostage. 
and he is not doing anything wrong by living his life, right? Like right. it's not bad for him to move on. The relationship is over, but it sounds like they're in two different places of grieving. So uh, I think what would be maybe the, in, in the best interest of both people is that you, you stop communication. There's boundaries around social media. Like it's okay to mute or unfollow each other for a little while and let, allow that period of time to grieve. And then maybe a friendship develops after. Right. I agree. 100%. I do know it's very frustrating for people when they're trying to set boundaries and keep their space and keep people at a distance and it's not respected. And the way I have seen it is sometimes it's all or nothing. Like you have to make a choice to disengage, like mm -hmm. in a lot of cases, don't you agree? Yeah. I think, I think it's okay in all cases, like for a period of time, I think that's different for everybody, but to say, Hey, let me readjust back into me. Let me, let me look at what I learned from this relationship. Right. Right. No, I agree. Okay. So there's another person that wrote in, uh, who struggles with her sister. So this is someone that has had tension with her sister for years and, you know, their families are kind of connected. They all have kids and grandkids and that type of thing. And they have to get together for the holidays. And, you know, how does someone handle it when there is that tension and, you know, how do you protect your peace in that type of situation? Like, what would you say? Yeah, I think this is so universal. I think probably everybody on the call has encountered someone in their family system that's activating for them. Um, one, you know, you can always choose to spend less time with that family member if it's something that is really, really activating you. Uh, the other is I think that this is where like that the art of keeping it light comes in. I think that, you know, operating offensively versus defensively is great. Setting intentions like, hey, I'm, I know my breaking point when I'm there and when I start rolling my eyes and when I start huffing and puffing, like it's about 45 minutes in. And I know that can be super awkward with your family, but then you know, hey, I got 45 minutes and that's it. And we can build from there, but we got to start somewhere. So like, you know, considering the duration of time and then um, thinking of safe things that you can talk about and do together and then never underestimate like structuring it. like. I had a Christmas Eve at my house and we did karaoke and it was a blast and no one had to be like, you know, what's going on with your relationships and this, you know, we didn't have mm -hmm, to go mm -hmm. into big details of life. Like we just had fun. So, you know, structuring it helps. And then this is a tool that I teach people when I teach them boundaries, I call it eating invisible popcorn. Like sometimes uh, we cannot change how the other person shows up. And so uh, being reactive isn't helpful either. Mm -hmm. So just kind of uh, watching the movie, like eating the invisible popcorn, having that internal dialogue. I know we've all been in a movie where we're like, don't go in that door. Oh my goodness. Why? What is she doing over there? Like you're saying it internally. And then I think having a great place of support after. Like call right. a friend that you trust if you need to vent. Go to a journal and let it out. And then I would really strongly enc encourage her to do some work around her trauma and her family system. Right, right. And then what about if someone is, let's say they're on the phone and again, you're dealing with somebody with kind of a strong, pushy personality. Someone's like really pushing and, you know, the person on the other line is very sensitive and really feeling like they're being not, not attacked, but kind of, you know, when somebody's energy is really, really powerful, yeah. like how does one maybe transition off the phone or what do they do to kind of take care of themselves in that kind of a moment? Well, one, I think, you, you know, you can assert the boundary and then you can repeat the boundary and then you abort, abort, abort 
Hey, I'm so sorry. So I, I, I have something right now. I got to go. I always tell people like, um, there's something called high level truth. It's not lying. Like if the high level truth is I want to get off the phone, figure out a way to get off. Right. The phone. Yeah, absolutely. If it's like, Hey, I got, I got this call coming in and you don't. Okay. It's all right. Like get off the phone. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then I think that, uh, really evaluating, like if, if you have this strong of a boundary pusher and you feel this disempowered, right? Cause if somebody is, mm-hmm. you know, quote unquote powerful and dominating, we have a, a power dynamic at play in this relationship and, and you have an opportunity to take your power back. And one is right. saying, Hey, you know what? Um, I've asked you a couple of times that I didn't, you know, I, I said, I didn't want to talk about this. So I'm, I'm, I'm actually going to go and we can pick up another time. Right. It's absolutely, it's absolutely an opportunity to reinforce your boundaries. It's a sign. It's a, it's a message like, okay, if you feel really terrible getting off the phone with that person, okay, then you know, okay, next time I really need to be more uh, honoring of myself and of my boundaries. You know, it's, yeah. it's kind of a message. Like you said, that the anger that comes up and all of these things that we start to feel are just signs that, hey, we need to like refine our boundaries a little sure. bit and act and, and adjust access. If somebody is bullying you, they don't get that much. Ac- I mean, the, right. to talk to you on the phone, a lot of access if right. they're bullying you. And this is a perfect segue into that last part of the formula, which is that integrate and enforce part. That's the mm-hmm. last part. Like it is, it is your job and your job alone to back these boundaries and boundaries need to be backed by energy and action. Yeah, 100%. We have to integrate what we're learning. All of these things we have to integrate and we don't learn them overnight. It's a process. You you try it every you know every day and it becomes your default system over time. Yeah. I know that for sure because that's what's worked for me. So we are getting close to the end of the show and I want to make sure that everybody knows how to get a hold of you, Robin. What is the best yeah. way that they can reach out to you? Yeah. Easiest way is on Instagram. I am at uh, coach with Robin and I post something on my stories or my feed every day that complements the work that I do. So I I post a lot about boundaries, a lot about empowerment and relationships. Um, You can also email me at uh, robin.breckenridge at gmail.com. I have a website, robinbreckenridge.com. Right now I have a wait list to take on individual clients, but um, I wanted to invite everybody that's listening. I have an, an amazing free download on my website that I call your basic rights in a relationship. And I think it'll really kind of put a fire into what we talked about today when you read through like that you have basic rights in, in any relationship that you're in. Um, and you can go to my website and put your email in there and uh, and then you get that download for free. And um, I, I know that you and I do some things on the SheHive. So I have some some ideas of some workshops that I'm going to do in the future. So if anybody goes in and puts their email in, I'll let them know, or, you know, they'll, they'll be updated on what I'm doing. Great. Great. Thanks, Robin. Thank you so much for being on the show today. Thank you all, everybody for listening. Join me next week as I am going to have someone on the show who has, um, an unbelievable story. She had a near-death experience and what she has endured and what she's doing today is just uh, almost on just, you, you can't even believe it. I really would love all of you to join me next week on that show. It's a very empowering and inspirational show. So thank you so much for listening today. Thank you, Robin. Wishing everybody a happy new year and I will talk to you next week. Thanks, everyone. Thanks for tuning in to today's episode of Up Close and Empowered with Sana Johns. We hope that after listening today, it's inspired you to discover and cultivate your true inner power. 
and consciously create your life. Tune in next week for another impactful episode.